0: No, really. You're a fat piece of shit. You're listening to Epic Cheat Day with your host, Derek Strong. What I'd like to have right now is for all you fat, ugly... Woo! Woo! Welcome to Epic Cheat Day. I'm your host, Derek Strong. Uh, As usual, yeah, of course, I'm hosting it. I'm not going to have any guests yet because it's my fucking podcast, and uh, it's not about that. It's about me talking about the shit that I deal with. This is episode seven. Uh, You guys have listened to me so far. Thank you guys so much, by the way, for checking in every single week. I got a lot of regular listeners now. I'm not going to give out specific numbers because, A, I don't want to brag, and B, I I don't know how much a lot is, so maybe if I do start throwing out numbers, it really ain't that much, and uh, that would suck. That would be the worst kind of bragging possible. Um, this week's episode, I'm entitled to Pour Some Sugar on Me, aka Epic Cheat Week, um, which is actually turning out to be like Epic Cheat Month, but we'll get into that later. I'm going to be talking about Sugar. And, uh, sugar and its effect on me, especially when it comes to, uh, and I'm sure a lot of you, um, when it comes to, uh, eating, overeating and trying to maintain healthy weight and, uh, healthy eating habits. Sugar is a big one for a lot of people. I think it's separate. It's in a category in and of itself. Just like I think soda is in a different category just because of the way it's consumed you know, sugar, I think, is in a different category than other bad foods, um, you know, uh, just because uh, of the addictive nature of sugar in and of itself. But before that, I want to give a shout out to our spo- our unofficial sponsors. Unofficial sponsors this week and every week are White Castle, White Castle, White Castle. White Castle is what you crave. That's right. That it's, uh, it's what I crave, and I crave it every single week, every single epic cheat day. Um I eat some White Castle hamburgers. Uh I do it all the time. White Castle get at me for sponsorship. Pay your boy. I'm a brand ambassador. I'm gonna be dropping weight and still eating your delicious burgers. People who don't like White Castle, guess what? They're wrong and fuck you. White Castle, that should be your new slogan. If you don't like us, you're wrong and fuck you. Oh shit, I just realized I took that from a movie. Uh that was from um Idiocracy. It was uh for Tarleton Cigarettes. It was like um something fuck you and uh so White Castle, don't use that. I'm pretty sure Mike Judge would take exception to that. The other unofficial sponsor of Epic Cheat Day it's Planet Fitness, Planet Fitness. Um, go there once a month on Mondays. If you're craving pizza, they give it out for free. Cause, uh, their concept is the judgment free zone. It's kind of hard to judge people in planet fitness. When I go there, I, I don't even see other people there. I see amorphous blobs that are in the fucking way of the machine that I'm trying to use uh planet fitness get at me um because once i start looking better uh i could blame your gym for the reason why i look that way yeah blame you gotta assign blame to whoever the fuck i want it would be for planet fitness um yeah definitely get at me uh other than that um i don't know do we want to do a guest unofficial sponsor today i don't know i was uh oh Shout out to the Hershey Corporation, Hershey Chocolate. It is a uh, Easter time of year. So, in particular, to the Caliberi Cream Eggs. They're my favorite candy of all time. I did eat a few of those during my Epic Cheat Week, um, which is turning into Epic Cheat Month. But that, again, is a different story for another matter entirely. Anyway, that being said... Uh, i'm gonna go into the breakdown of the food that i ate this week uh and it was a lot um this was uh this was serious so i went with a comedian friend of mine shout out to aaron Klopfer. uh check him out on Kloppogram and Kloptube. uh he has he comes up with great sketches he's a fucking local legend everybody loves him here and rightfully so he's a sweetheart of a guy and we ended up going to Fogo de Chão. Fogo de Chão is a Brazilian steakhouse where it's all you can eat. And I put down the calories as infinity calories. There's no way to properly gauge how much food you eat at a fucking Brazilian steakhouse because it's all you can eat and everything you're eating is absolutely terrible for you. Um, I mean, you know, it's healthy-ish. But then once you get to like the 17th serving of the beef ribs, you're like, oh, okay. Uh, This is bad. I also had 7-Eleven Chocolate Chunk Cookies. Those are 500 calories for the package. I had a Three Musketeers bar. That's 210 calories. Nutty Buddies, which uh, those are pretty bad, 470 calories. I had a 7-Eleven. Like I said, man, pour some sugar on me. When I do sugar, I go hard, and this is why I can't do it. 7-Eleven, I went again for their brownie. By the way, 7-Eleven, you know what? Shout out to them. They're the unofficial sponsors for this week because, dude, I, f- I eat a lot of meals at 7-11. So does so do a lot of comedians. And if you aren't, then you should because it's cheap and you you, you definitely get your fill on there. Uh dude, their brownies and their chocolate chip cookies that they have right at the register are f- they're fucking awesome. Try them out. I had one of their brownies too. That was 400 calories. Um had some sushi this week too, but I when I eat sushi, I go hard. It's my favorite food. I don't know what you're thinking. I thought White castle was White Castle is my favorite fast food. My favorite overall food is absolutely sushi. Uh, I put that at 1,200 calories. Um, then, of course, I had White Castle this week. I had their uh, their frozen chicken sliders. That was 660 calories. That was four of them. And much like the sausage sliders I had before, it's it's too much work for not the best payoff. I mean, I am guess if you air fry the, the chicken patties, it will come out better. They're not crispy at all. Flavor-wise, they were decent. I had two Cadbury Cream Eggs. Those were 200 calories. Again, favorite candy of all time. Uh, I also had two Reese's Cream Eggs. Those were 240 calories. Uh, The Reese's Cream Eggs, there's two different varieties. There's the flat ones, which me and Willie Griswold both like because there's a higher peanut butter to chocolate ratio. And then they have the ones that are kind of like Cadbury Cream Eggs where they have a thick chocolate and... uh, uh, it, it would be cool if they had a different texture of peanut butter on the inside, but it was the same. So it was just like, eh, I'll just go with the flat ones from now on. Um, those were about 150 calories calories each. And then I also had a bag of white chocolate M&Ms, 240 calories. Because of the Fogo de Chow, I'm not going to even calculate what I had that week. Um, we're a couple weeks removed from this. So, uh, yeah, I just... Uh, sugar, it's fucking... I, guys, it's everywhere. And I'm not talking about, like, ambient sugar that's within food that you're naturally already eating, okay? Uh, For instance, if you're eating fruit, like, uh, eat fruit. Fruit's good for you. It has fiber. It has vitamins as well. I'm not talking about fruit sugar. That really doesn't trigger me. I'm talking about, like, things that are made with sugar. And you know what? Here's the fucked up part. I was never really a sugar guy. Like, I liked candy. I liked cakes, obviously. But they weren't, like, the main thing for me. They weren't the main triggering thing for me until I quit drinking. When I quit drinking, every time that I've quit drinking for an extended period of time, the first two weeks, I craved sugar incredibly. And now this is uh this is a somewhat common occurrence. Um it's uh it's indirectly due to the fact that when your body metabolizes alcohol, it metabolizes it as a sugar, so it's looking for a lack of it. Uh it's a it has a lack of it so it's looking for a way to to um to for you to get that again also you know when you get when you um when you eat and consume sugar uh it gets you it gets you high you get a sugar rush you know and uh your body's still craving that sort of release as well too so every single time i quit drinking alcohol i would just crave sugar for a couple of weeks afterwards <laughs> I thought you were um, trying to lose weight. <laughs> Lay off me. I'm starving. Woo! Guys, welcome back for another installment of Derek Strong Watches Chick Flicks. Today, I'll be reviewing Ghost. Came out in 1990. It's written by Bruce Joel Rubin, directed by Jerry Zucker, stars Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, Whoopi Goldberg. It has a Rotten Tomato score of 73%, an audience score of 80%. And, uh, yeah, I I know that some people could argue this as a chick flick. It absolutely started its life out as one. I remember the marketing for it. They didn't realize it was going to be as big a cultural phenomenon as it was. This movie made a shit ton of money in the theaters. Um, I think the the money shot scene is still one of the uh, most uh, lampoon scenes to this day. Uh, That, of course, is a scene where Patrick Swayze is um uh is is sitting behind demi moore as she's making a a clay pot and they start kissing and you know again these scenes a lot the money shot scenes in in chick flicks they have to have some semblance of reckless abandon this one does you know she stops caring about it entirely they start kissing the righteous brothers unchained melody is playing in the background this is a great fucking money shot scene they do blow it early in the flick I will say that. They have to, though, given the plot of this movie. This movie centers around Patrick Swayze. He's a banker. Um, He, of course, is uh, married to an artist. Uh, They have a very ideal life. You know, they have a Tribeca fucking studio, which, guys, if you know anything about New York real estate, that is not cheap. Um, And uh, they're just moving into it. And uh, Patrick Swayze and her, they uh she they he ends up getting killed right and turns out that he wasn't killed randomly for, by a thief uh he was murdered by um and well i'm not going to spoil the plot in case you want to watch it did i like the movie i liked it when it came out you know cuz it was definitely an interesting concept back then because the whole movie it's basically his ghost um it's him as a ghost trying to figure out who killed him and also tr- trying to reconnect with demi Moore, so you do have the fairy tale wish fulfillment aspect of a chick flick there but mostly it follows around patrick swayze as a ghost trying to figure out who killed him um and uh i liked it better when i was younger it didn't age well for me there's a lot there's some other elements about it that wouldn't age well in terms of you know uh Society and, 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 uh, and, you know, just, you know, socially didn't age well, especially in the fact that, you know, he was robbed by a Hispanic character. Um, and that was like, and here's the thing, though, it's, uh, they, they don't really harp on it too much. So I don't know. I just know that other movies, uh, they've made the argument that, you know, you have a, a rich white guy, you know, robbed by a minority, and that's not a good trope anymore for movies. To me, it's just like, it doesn't matter. It's inconsequential to the plot other than, you know, the guy does live in a bad neighborhood. I guess that was the reason why they went with it. Here's the thing, though. The quote-unquote bad neighborhood he lives in is nobody in the production... I mean, nobody would consider that a bad neighborhood now. I mean, it's bed Brooklyn, which, you know, I mean, it's definitely on the up and up as far as Brooklyn's concerned. It's bed in Williamsburg, I believe it takes place in, and... uh uh, I believe it is. Yeah, it is Bed Stuy, and like you see, his apartment. You, this apartment is amazing. It's a twelve foot high ceiling apartment. There's no way you, no, nobody who's poor lives there now. Okay, so it's a long, a long ago gentrified neighborhood. Um, I was being gentrified when I left. So I mean, I guess. You know, people who would snub their nose at this movie are people who live in the neighborhood currently where that takes place. Anyway, Patrick Swayze is trying to figure out who killed him. He sees this guy come into his house with a key, no less. Uh, The guy who killed him, he thought it was a random mugger. Turns out it was. It follows him back to his place, and he bumps into Whoopi Goldberg's character. Who you know? Who runs a business scamming people as a psychic medium? Turns out, and you should see her apartment. Her apartment's amazing in the movie. Definitely, definitely outside of the affordable range for most people. Even listening to definitely most people listening to this podcast. Um, and uh, he runs into her character, and guess what? She actually can talk to ghosts. So he convinces her to help him in his plight. Um, again, the <coughs> fairy tale romance. Part of it, they do a good job with the action is weird and clunky. There's some dramatic choices that Patrick Swayze makes, and we did lose him too early, guys. You guys don't get or maybe too young to know how big a deal Patrick fucking Swayze was back in the 80s. But he did Dirty Dancing, he did this movie, he was considered the personification of hot men back in the 80s. Uh, this movie came out in 1990, but like. I don't think uh, this is how big a deal Patrick Swayze was okay so during the filming of Dirty Dancing they filmed it in the Catskills in New York and they found out what hotel room he stayed in women found out what hotel room they stayed in and that one room was booked for months and they tore it to shreds trying to get pieces of the fucking hotel room that he stayed in while he was there filming that fucking movie. That's how big a deal it was. Also, he's responsible for one of the fucking, I will say, balls-to-the-wall, manliest movies that has ever graced the silver screen, Roadhouse. Mike, have you ever seen Roadhouse? Yeah. It's fucking awesome. That movie is one of the best fucking movies. It's so bad, it's good. He tears out a dude's dude in it. Fucking A, that movie. That movie, I mean, it personifies. He has a line in that movie that I think is my, has been my line throughout my whole life when it comes to aggression and other men. And that is, be nice until it's time to not be nice. And you'll know when that is because I'll tell you when that is. And I fucking, ah. If there's a motto Anyway We're not talking about Roadhouse Check out Roadhouse Badass movie He's a badass in it He's a sweetheart in this movie But he makes some god awful dramatic choices in this Like his look of shock and horror in this movie Is shockingly awful and horrible It is just And they linger on him doing it multiple times When the plot is revealed to him Who's actually behind his murder And you're like Oh Jesus Christ He is he is heavy handed with this uh, Whoopi Goldberg was nominated for an Oscar for this movie, uh, which is great. I love it when stand-up comedians get nominated for shit. Uh, one thing that is that people may or may not know, but co- comedians have a lot easier time venturing into dramatic roles than dramatic actors have uh, venturing into comedy roles. That's a fact. And... Uh, some people attribute to the fact that comedy has a broader range of emotions that you're going through because uh, you're going through dramatic moments that build up to the punchline, blah, blah, blah. Um, I just fucking love it. You know, Robin Williams, rest in peace. Fucking, you know, Whoopi Goldberg, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's going to get it one of these days. I don't know what for, but he's going to. He knocks it out the motherfucking park when he does dramatic roles uh so um yeah but it's just i think it's great so and you know Whoopi, people can shit on her all that they want but she's definitely a pioneer when it comes to stand-up comedy um she is she just is so uh definitely rightfully so deserves her place amongst the legends uh, let's see. What else could I say about Ghost? Again, like Ghost, I mean, it's a good, it's a good trip down memory lane. Especially seeing fucking nineties New York, seeing neighborhoods that have that are just ridiculously fucking changed dramatically since that year, that era. It's just like it's a bygone era. Definitely um, not, you know, for better or for worse. You know, I mean, you know, people could say, you know, you know, what they will about you know, gentrification, which I agree with. You know, it's uh, you know terrible running people out of their communities. Um, you know, New York real estate is fucking insane. Uh you know, not just for that, but also seeing the way movies are written back then, the special effects in that movie are laughable, I think, even by those days, Sanders. I don't know. This was just before like Jurassic Park and Terminator 2 hit with CG. Um, in movies so there's a lot of just like animated like hokey animated special effects you're not seeing it for this movie you're seeing it for the romance aspect in terms of a chick flick uh, uh, it's hit or miss I mean it's um, it's it's good but it's not great it's uh, you know it's watchable somewhat uh, definitely a half an hour too long I don't know I'll recommend it tentatively thanks a lot guys <laughs> just about had enough of you well you wouldn't say that if i came with fries and a medium drink (laughs) and now that i don't drink and i haven't drank for what is it 17 months now um yeah i i can't do sugar i can't do it in a little bit i can't have a cookie every now and then i can't because i i i approach sugar the same way that i approach any other substance you know it's just like um one is too many and a thousand is never enough uh that's the the aa motto and that's me to a t it's like same thing with drinking it's not like i'm gonna go and drink one beer and be okay with it i i, I just don't fucking work like that i don't function like that and i don't function like that with sugar either you know i want i don't because it's like i start once i start craving things i start you know i, st- I have to have more like i just i just have to You know, I just have to overindulge because I'm like, and part of it has to do with the fact that I do quit for extended periods of time. So my thinking is like the same thing as every other addict's thinking. It's like, oh, well, you know, I've already fucked up this much. Why not go full board? So, you know, why not fucking eat an entire sheet cake to myself, which I've done. Mm. Worst thing I ever, well, uh, well, just a bit of a confessional thing. So the worst sugar binge thing that I've ever done was, and this happened not too long ago, was I bought a chocolate babka, right? And I don't know if you guys have ever had chocolate babka before. Basically, it's like a bread loaf. Um, It's like a bread loaf crossed with a cinnamon roll. And instead of there being cinnamon, sugar, and butter on the inside, it's like chocolate cream, on the inside right so it's like in a swirl right and it comes in loaf form you're supposed to take it out you're supposed to cut it as such by the way if you want to have a great french toast by all means fucking use a babka cut it into thick slices Uh, make sure it's a bit stale just like you would with a challah bread or any other type of bread that you're making french toast you want it to be a little stale on the outside so that it uh uh, it doesn't absorb too much of the egg too fast and just make it that way. Anyway, um, chocolate babka. I ate the entire chocolate babka while standing up before I got my shoes off when I got home in like under 10 minutes. Okay, that's that was <laughs> that shows you how serious it is with me. I don't know why, but lately I've been craving chocolate chip cookies and brownies. Like those two. I'm, and part of it, and I mentioned this before in one of the earlier episodes, that part of it is having a caloric deficit from going to the gym. Uh, and I could tell by which foods that I'm craving, like, what it is that I have to... Like, what it like, how much of a deficit I'm having by what foods that I'm craving. Sorry, I misspoke and said that in the wrong order. Anyway, yeah. So, I mean, and by the way, guys, if you have issues with sugar, hit me up. You know, hit me up at uh, Epic Cheat Day Podcast, Gmail, Instagram. Um, You know, Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube, Uh, you can find me there, Epic Cheat Day Podcast. Find me there, hit me up at any of those places, and then, yeah, talk to me, tell me about it. Tell me about your issues with sugar. Does sugar really trigger you that much, you know? Again, fruit sugar, like I you know, I do in order to stave off cravings, I will I will always go to fruit sugar, you know, I'll eat a banana, you know, and people are like, oh well, bananas have plenty of sugar in them. like I said before earlier, so it's like, yeah, but a banana isn't a piece of cake. you know it may have the same calories as a piece of cake and you know I'm the first person to tell you that you know focus that my focus is on calories, so but like still to me it's like the that's one of the few exceptions that I have where it's the mode. Of uh, the the the, the mode the I don't know the the, sh- the 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 conveyance of sugar into your system. You know what I mean? You know, sugar riding on top of banana into your system is a lot different texturally, and of course, you know, you know, sense memory-wise than a piece of cake is any single day, any day of the week. At least it is for me. If it's different for you, fine, fuck you. This isn't your podcast, it's mine. We're going to talk about the shit that affects me. Uh, and if it does affect you that way, it definitely hit me up. Um, you know, I love cookies. Who doesn't fucking love a cookie? You know, cookies are aw- cookies are excellent. Cookies are awesome. You know, peanut butter, anything peanut butter related. You know, me and Willie Griswold, we fucking talk about every Reese's product knowing a man. Because we, you know, peanut butter and chocolate is just—it's fucking incredible, you know. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a sweet and salty. That's what it is. That's what it is. There's no take on this. Press check on Vegiclean aisle five. I repeat, press check on Vegiclean aisle five. That's Vegiclean. Guys, welcome back to another edition of Five Star Customer Service. I'm going to talk to you about alcohol sales, you fucking lushes and lushettes. I get it. You need to get your fix of alcohol. You want to get your fucking 24-pack of White Claw to go to your hipster fucking barbecue where you guys are fucking putting tofu on a grill like that's a thing. It's not a thing. You're a fucking animal. Meat goes on a grill. Tofu goes in the garbage. Everybody knows that, okay? You're not supposed to eat it. You're supposed to pad your fucking uh, uh, your, your, your packages with it when you're sending shit to your dad, all right? That's what that's for. Anyway... Alcohol sales in Chicago, all right? Unless we have a license, which my store doesn't, and every single grocery store doesn't. Only certain liquor stores have this license. Liquor sales are as such. They end at 2 o'clock in the morning on every night. Friday into Saturday, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm sorry. Saturday into Sunday, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, Every other day, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. They don't start up again until 7 o'clock in the morning, 8 o'clock on Sundays, okay? All right. If you come to my line and it is 2.01 a.m. or 3.01 a.m. on that given day, I can't sell you alcohol. No matter how much you want to buy it, it will not go through the system. That's number one. Number two, I am committing a fucking crime and I'm not going to jail because you have terrible time management skills because you've been busy drinking and trying to hit on women that clearly don't like you and you're not getting the fucking message. You haggard one tooth fuck. Okay, for God's sake, use a Tinder fuck app like everybody else. What are you doing going to bars and hitting on people and then coming to fucking Jewel Osco and buying frozen pizza and trying to buy a fucking fifth of Smirnoff? And fucking, why can't I buy now if I give it? And then you'll say something stupid like, oh, if I give you cash, is that okay? What part of I can't sell this to you don't you fucking get? I can't sell it to you. It doesn't matter what form of payment. I'm not going to sell it to you. It's not my liquor to sell to you. Even if I bought a bottle to sell to people after hours, I'm not losing my fucking job because you don't understand rules. It's not your stuff. Not your store. There's also another thing, too. At my particular location, it is 24 hours. Not every part of the store is 24 hours. There's a gated part of the liquor aisle that we gate off. And the reason why is because there's high dollar liquor behind there. And we're trying to control theft. We close that down around 10 or 1030. If it's closed down, we can't fucking sell it to you. Get it through your thick fucking head. Okay? I had a customer this past week try to argue with me about this. Like, I don't have keys to this fucking thing. I can't get into it even if I wanted to. And even if I did, go fuck yourself and your worthless whore mother. She should have thrown herself down a flight of stairs when she was pregnant with you. Why do you exist on this fucking planet? I know you want to get fucking crevassier or whatever the fuck it is after 3 o'clock in the morning. I can't sell it to you anyway. Get something else, okay? Another rule about liquor, and people don't know this. In Cook County, you cannot sell single serve containers after 12 o'clock. Okay, you can't so single-serve malt beverages, which includes white claw you hipster fuck I love filtherm. Yeah, it's better for you with so light in calories. Yeah, no, it's not okay Alcohol still the same amount of calories no matter what it's the percentage of alcohol That's how you know how many calories are in the fucking drink you nimrods It's your body still metabolizes it sugar and by the way It's that special fucking guy who wants to tell me about and debate the merits of what I know or don't know about oh well that's That's not scientifically accurate. I didn't see it on this website. Fuck you. Look this one up. It's completely... You know what else drives me fucking crazy about alcohol? When people like tequila fucks me up more than anything else. No, it doesn't. It has the same proof as other alcohol. It's fucking you up the same way as other alcohol. All alcohol fucks you up the same. Why? Because it's alcohol. Your body metabolizes alcohol, whether or not it's taken from an agave plant or fucking, you know, put in a barrel with fucking oak wood and is for x amount of time it's still alcohol and you wine drinkers holy fucking shit you wine drinkers you pretentious fucking douchebags fuck you okay just fuck you it has nothing to do with this episode of five star customer service but people who think that wine is a better drink than other alcohols because it's served in a fancy fucking glass go fuck yourselves You're an alcoholic. I love that on dating profiles. It's like, I'm a wine enthusiast. No, you're an alcoholic, lady. Get help. Get help with your bottomless mimosa brunch. Fuck you. And don't bother me after these hours for alcohol when you come to my store. Bye. This is Flaming Dragon. Okay, Flaming Dragon. Fuck face. First, take a big step back and literally fucking... You know, I mentioned this before, but did you know that peanut butter has more calories for more calories per tablespoon than cake frosting? Did you know that? Uh, you know, I still I like even and here's the thing I fuck with peanut butter to this day, but this tell this is something that's separate from sugar. But this just shows you like addictive nature in me. Um, so I still fuck with peanut butter even now, every now and then when I do, I get the con- I look at the label, make sure that the ingredients are. Just peanuts and maybe salt. You know, I look for one, maybe two ingredients in there and nothing else. You know, I don't want sugar. I don't want any artificial sweetener, nothing, just peanuts. And even still, even when it's just that, I will sit there and take a spoon to the whole fucking jar. I have no control when it comes to peanut butter. I love peanut butter. That's why when every every time Reese's comes out with some new product, I want to know all about it. I'm all over that fucking shit. I need to know everything about that Reese's product. Shout out to Reese's. Reese's unofficial sponsor of the Epic Cheat Day podcast. Um, By the way, Reese's, I see through your bullshit, okay? Take 5, just because it's marketed as Reese's, Take 5 has been around forever. If you guys see Reese's Take 5, it's still the same Take 5 candy that it's always been. Maybe you guys don't know what Take 5 is. It's a candy that came out about 10 years ago. Um, it's still out now. It's just, they changed the marketing and threw the Reese's logo on it. And, uh, basically it's just a uh, pretzel covered with peanut butter, caramel, uh, what else? Peanut butter, caramel, chocolate. And I forgot what the last thing was, but the take five means that it has like five different things that are supposedly yummy. And they are good. They just, you know, the Reese's marketing is bullshit. It's bullshit. Fucking Reese's. Anyway, but, uh. You know, goddamn, they have the Reese's one pound, uh, you know, the two giant Reese's cups. You guys ever fuck with those? If you guys ever fucked with the Reese's, the one pound Reese's, the 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 giant Christmas fucking Reese's peanut butter cups, hit me up. Those things, if you eat those things and you don't feel ashamed of yourself, then you're wrong, okay? You're wrong. I've done that before, and, oh, my God, did I just – I hate I – I looked at myself in the mirror for a long period of time. I was like, is this really where it is, buddy? Is it? If you guys have eaten that, hit me up, Epic Cheat Day Podcast at Gmail, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Hit me up at those places. By the way, guys, um, just a real quick note on YouTube. We finally got all the episodes up to date on there. Uh, I'll be getting those up there a little bit faster. Uh, but yeah um, yeah, but let me know about that. or like, or fucking the, East, the the Reese's giant egg have you seen this fucking thing? This should be called the Reeses podcast at this point. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I fucking sugar man seriously. It threw me off man. I've been off my game now for a couple weeks you know not just with the uh, not just with the eating but with the gym. I stopped eating sugar finally about a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. Now, no, about a couple weeks ago now, two weeks now, going on three weeks. Uh, so it's good. Um, you know, still eating poorly, because that's just the the offshoot of that, because you get in that fuck it state of mind. You guys know about the case of the fuckits, right? Where it's just like, you're like, oh, fuck this. I'm going to do it anyway. You know, how many of you have quit a job having a case of the fuckits? That's what it is for me with sugar. I eat sugar, and I'm like, fuck everything, off to the races. Um, you know, and that's why I can't do it. It's like, and also know your limits, you know, it's like yet another vice. I know I have to quit that's separate from the general vice of just food. You know, I still have to eat. I just have to eat healthier or better or monitor what I'm eating more. But sugar, I got to stay away from altogether, which kind of sucks because there are some fucking delicious. And here's the worst part too. By the way, here's something you should try. Here's a nice little experiment. If you have a sweet tooth and you eat sugar on a steady basis, stop eating it for three weeks and then eat something sweet. And then tell me if it tastes good. It doesn't. It fucking, it tastes gross. It does, you have to like, you have to fight through to it tasting good again. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of when I smoked cigarettes. When I first started smoking cigarettes, I threw up after every cigarette and I still kept on trying to do it. I was like, oh, I gotta master this fucking thing, you know? Like an idiot. My body was telling me, stop fucking doing this, you stupid fucking idiot. I'm like, no. No, I'm going to do this anyhow. You know, so that's the way sugar is when you stop t- stop doing it and then go ahead. You'll be like, this is fucking gross. It's, it's gross. It just is. Anyway, guys. Oh, another thing I want to point out. Okay, so during my review of Failure to Launch, a friend of mine brought this up to me. And I feel bad if I put off anybody by this, but I just want to qualify my statement here. Uh, When I did the the review for *Failure to Launch*, uh, I kind of quasi-objectified Sarah Jessica Parker by saying she's not really my type physically. Um, First of all, I just want to say this: uh, the first thing that people notice about somebody is uh, is the person physically. So that's as far removed from the jungle as we want to believe that we are. We're still creatures of habit. We're still animals. We still look or pay more attention to people or things that we're attracted to. Just that simple. So that's number one. Number two, and again, I'm not I'm just I'm I'm not trying to excuse it. I'm just trying to explain it. Okay, I do apologize if I put anybody off by that. The second thing in the movie failure to launch, her character is meant to be this super incredibly attractive woman that is able to seduce men very easily and I can't imagine me like being seduced by this woman, let alone Matthew McConaughey and his fucking APAC. I just, I just can't. I, I, I just can't. Like I, I, you know, not. I mean, and I can't use the analogy like, well, would you buy her drinks at a bar? Like I buy everybody drinks at a bar. That's kind of drunk that I am. That's one of the main reasons why the last few years I stopped dr- when I when I was drinking. I fucking. Uh, I wouldn't go to bars because it's just like, oh, I'm like, oh, my credit card doesn't stop and let me buy everybody a drink. But would I go up out of my way to talk to Sarah Jessica Parker if I if she wasn't a like, even if she wasn't like, I wouldn't go out of my way to talk to her. Is what I'm trying to say. So I don't. I think she was miscast as a person who can, you know, you know, manipulate men into into doing her, I just, I just don't think that that was right for the, for her or for the character. I mean, she's a, she's a fine actress, you know? I mean, maybe, yeah, Sex in the City, I get it, you know, the Carrie Bradshaw character, it really isn't hinged completely upon her looks. Um, if she was cast as, like, the, uh, as the Kim Cattrall character, then I wouldn't fucking get it. That's the point I'm trying to say. You know, if she were Samantha, I'd be like, well, no. No, it just wouldn't make sense because it's not the character. And she kind of like was supposed to sort of be that in this movie. And anyway, the movie sucks, anyhow, so it doesn't matter. Anyhow, I apologize if I put anybody off. That's going to do it for this week's episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Epic Cheat Day. Again, hit me up on Epic Cheat Day at Epic Cheat Day Podcast. Sorry. Epic Cheat Day Podcast at Gmail. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, Yeah, thank you again for listening. Mike, we're good.